What would you do if you woke up alone in the dark with no one around you? Find out what Charlie does in this story called Let Go. Wake up. My eyes snapped open when I heard the scream. It echoed around me like I was in a canyon. I swallowed hard, my blood rushing in my ears and my limbs feeling like cotton. I looked around wanting to see something, someone, but saw nothing. Nothing as in utter and complete darkness. I blinked rapidly, hoping my sight would adjust. It didn't. I sat up slowly, reaching in front of me. I extended my fingers, and they met with the void. Hello? Hello? Can anyone, Can anyone hear, hear me? me? An echo of my voice was my answer. The same never-ending echo. Then I saw a cloaked figure from afar, a glow around it. It scared me so much that I felt my heart thump in my chest. As much as I wanted to stay calm, fear washed over me and pushed me to stand on my feet. I wavered for a moment, dizzy. The simple reflex of reaching for support was useless. There was nothing to hold on to. I stumbled and moved forward, finally feeling something. A door! I could escape the creature that had begun hovering toward me. I slipped my hand to the side to feel a knob. It was a metal handle set, cold under my touch. I pressed the button and heard the familiar click of the latch unlocking. Pushing the door open, I peeked my head in. Hello? No echo this time. It was quiet. I waited before I moved, in case someone answered me. Still nothing. In the distance I saw a light, a small flickering light. Someone could be here, wherever here is. I walked toward the light, treading carefully, but the more I did, the more it seemed to move further back. No, no, please help me. I tried to run toward the light, but only stopped when it snuffed out like a candle in the breeze. I fell to my knees, out of breath. The same thoughts tumbled in my mind. Where am I? What's going on? Where's everyone? A soft cry resounded in the distance, but I couldn't tell where it came from. Without any bearings, how was I supposed to situate myself? I stood again, breathing in deeply. A metallic smell came to my nose, one I was familiar with, but couldn't pinpoint. It was nauseating. I closed my eyes and tried to focus. It was silly since I couldn't see anything anyway, but it helped me stay grounded. Relying on my other senses, I started walking toward the sound. It was like a soft baby's gurgle. It reminded me of my son babbling in his crib. I glanced around but couldn't see anything. Nothing but that creature. I shuddered and moved again, keeping my thoughts on Noah, my son. His little face in my mind, I walked faster, confident as the sound grew louder. Just as the cry turned into a wail, I recognized the baby. It was Noah, my Noah. Suddenly, I stepped on something pointy and tripped. I yelped and put my arms up defensively as I fell, but it was too late. I hit the ground with full force, hissing in pain when my hands met with something sharp. Rocks? I didn't feel rocks under my feet. I reached to feel and shivered, 
The soles of my feet were slashed, bleeding profusely. I screamed, and my whole body spasmed. I arched in pain and sobbing. Even breathing hurt. I laid on the floor, shaking. The pain was crawling up slowly from my feet along my calves, from my thighs to my stomach. I ached in every fiber of my being. And no matter how hard I tried to think, to remember what happened, why I was there, I drew a blank. The only thing I could recall was my husband's beautiful face hovering over mine, his words garbled. Tommy! He would find me. He would help me. Tommy! The sound of my voice echoed loudly and hurt my ears. I covered them with my hands and rolled to my side, the salty taste of my tears on my lips. Tommy, please help me. My eyes swollen with tears, my feet throbbing in pain. I still forced myself to get up. I could still hear Noah crying. My baby needs me. As soon as I put my feet flat on the ground, I whimpered. I hadn't noticed before that I didn't have shoes on and the stickiness of my own blood made me slip. And the pain was still there, intense as ever. I limped forward, trying to put the least amount of weight possible on my feet as I made my way. Hold on, baby, I'm coming. Mommy's coming. My baby's cries grew louder, needy, and I wanted nothing more than to help him. It felt like I'd been walking for hours when I reached another door. This time it was a swinging door. I pushed it and whined softly as the light was so bright on the other side. It stung my eyes. Shielding them with my hand, I blinked to get accustomed to the brightness. Then it dawned on me. Noah wasn't crying anymore. I couldn't hear anything anymore. I looked around, recognizing the chocolate brown curtains I had chosen to fit the embroidered bedspread. Teal and brown look nice together. That's what Tommy had said at the fabric store. I'm home. I smiled and went to the door, but it was locked. From the outside. I shook the doorknob, pulled and pushed, but nothing happened. Open, you stupid door! I gripped the knob hard, then tried to pull on the hinges. The door didn't budge. I slapped the door with both hands, pressing my forehead on the wood. Tommy? Tommy, can you hear me? Only silence once again. I turned around, my back against the door and froze in fear. Someone was lying in my bed. I couldn't make out a face with the sun so bright. My sight was immediately attracted to the bloody footprints on the floor. Strangely, my feet didn't hurt anymore. I frowned and lifted a foot. There wasn't a trace of a cut nor of blood. What the hell is going on? My heart suddenly raced, my fear returning. I looked up and saw the form on the bed again. I moved forward slowly, my hands fixated on the curves. They looked familiar. I followed the bumps under the covers to a hand, seeing wedding rings on the left finger. My wedding rings. I gasped and hurried to the side of the bed, looking down. The woman sleeping peacefully was wearing the wedding rings Tommy had given me on that sunny day in Addington Palace before our friends and family. Anger coursed through my veins. I moved to see who the woman was, but the door opened. I turned around swiftly and smiled when I saw my husband. Tommy, it's you! I rushed to him, but tripped and fell to my knees. 
I looked at Tommy, but he didn't even look at me. Instead, going around the bed, his eyes filled with pain. Hello, my love. How are you today? He sat on the other side of the bed and took the woman's hand, caressing it gently. She didn't answer him. Tommy, I'm here! Look at me! Still, he didn't listen, looking at the woman. Tears were welling in his eyes, and I wondered how he could have replaced me so fast. I saw him bring the woman's hand to his lips, tears rolling down his face. Oh, my sweet love. Please come back to me. I can't do this without you. Tommy cried softly, unfolding the woman's hand to press it on his cheek. Open your eyes for me. Just, just a little bit. Show me you can hear me. Please, Charlie. Charlie? Why was he saying my name? I scrambled up from the floor to look at the woman. She was me. I was her. Only my hair was shaved on one side and my skull was covered with a scar going from my forehead to my ear. I heaved as I stared at myself, eyes wide. Then I reached for the wound. Though it was fresh, the stitches had healed. I felt the scar under my fingers and let out a sob. <laughs> what happened to me? I looked at Tommy. Tommy, please help me. He still didn't answer me, crying into my hand. I looked at myself, seeing dark circles under my eyes, my skin pale, veins showing through. My lips were cracked, dry, and my breath was shallow as if I was gasping for air. I went around the bed and tried to shake Tommy, but my hands grasped emptiness. He was suddenly gone and I was alone, glaring at myself on the bed. I looked around, seeing Tommy at the door now, speaking with my parents. Mama! Daddy! Help me! Tommy, he just won't hear me! I rushed to him, stopping just as quickly when I heard my father's words. She does not have long, Thomas. The doctor said it was a matter of time once she was taken off the ventilator. You should say your goodbyes now. Her mother and I have. No. No! I tried to speak, to scream, so they would hear me, but no sound escaped my lips. I couldn't move forward, and when I tried to touch Tommy and my parents, I was thrown back, hitting the wall and sliding down until I was sitting. I looked up, seeing the creature from before floating above me, reaching out a hand. A sepulchral voice rose from the creature. Come, child. It is time. And somehow this voice didn't frighten me. I took the hand that was waiting for me. It felt soft and warm, nothing like I thought it would. I lifted slowly, watching Tommy go to my bedside, my parents near him. He sat, taking my hand once again, and lifted it to his lips. My dearest love, I will see you again. In the next life. I believe that with all my heart and soul. I love you, Charlie. You can let go now. Let go of the pain and suffering. Go into the light, wherever it leads you. I'm sure Noah's waiting for you. Let's see you both again, my love. He sobbed softly. Tears rolled down my cheeks, and I looked at the creature holding my hand. It wasn't tall and imposing like before, but had the face I imagined my son would have as an adult. He smiled at me. Come on, Mom. It's time. <laughs>
I swallowed hard and took another look at Tommy as he sobbed, my hand still on his cheek, my mother caressing his hair. I knew he wouldn't be alone, that he would be cared for, so I let go. Let Go, written by me, C.M. Peters. Thank you for listening. And again, thank you to Tanner Wood, Neil Skorupa, Sigcore, and Daniel Barton for the extra voices. Remember that the Baseline Feed podcast will resume its activities at the end of October, but more to come in the upcoming weeks.